Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. On this episode, I'm reunited with my good friend James Hackney. In this podcast, we talk about mindset, NLP, life coaching, motivation, success, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it. James, nice to have you back on the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well and nice to be back. Thank you for, for inviting me on, Adam. Thank you. No, no, you're welcome. It's good to connect on video this time. I can't remember the first time we did it. It was audio back was it a couple of months back. Wow, that is, that would be, would that be before COVID? I can't remember. I think, I think it was just about during. I think it was like a yeah. month after, yeah, wow. during lockdown, yeah. We, yeah. we did audio previously, I remember that, and it was a, a fantastic podcast. So thank you for having me on. I've had to put yeah. something on today, get my pajamas just to be on video. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's kind of flown by, hasn't it? It's pretty scary how time flies. Um, but I remember last time we spoke, we just kind of like went with the flow and it, it worked mm. out pretty well. Um, and I think we're going to do that again today. But I, I thought like you did a video the other day that made me think a lot. And it was about like having a vision. And, you know, if you don't have a vision, then you kind of just kind of sailing through life kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's important to have a vision, to have something that we're kind of driving towards um and we all have different ways of working you know notes uh having things up on you know we were saying on a whiteboard mm. um i think you know that's it's pretty important isn't it to have kind of something in place and to be able to see it and something that we're going towards yeah spot on that having that vision which is something that is one of the, the, the core principles that i work on with any client who comes to me is having that vision because 
it's like getting in a car. If you got in a car and you didn't know where you're going, you'd just be driving around. And while you're driving around, you are wasting time, you're wasting energy, you're wasting fuel, you're wasting money, and hoping that you'll end up at the destination that you want to end up at. So in your own personal life, when you have a vision, now it doesn't have to be, I know a lot of people say it's got to be precise, it's got to be pinpoint, it's got to be exact. But your vision is personal to you and your vision, your vision can change and alter and it's just having that knowing destination of where you want to be an understanding of where you want to be, when you want to be there. And also, what are you doing while, when, you there, when you were there is really key in really any area of your life that you want growth in. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I massively agree. And I think like it's, um, it's something that we should all kind of think about. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, something that we should work on because I think like a lot of the time we kind of think about things have things in our head and it's like you like you said you have to kind of write it down you kind of have to put it there in front of you because otherwise you might forget about it yeah yeah i know we were talking before weren't we about we were writing about writing down paper and stuff and then your paper pile just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then you've got to yeah. sort through the paper file while you're making notes on the paper file uh, yeah, yeah. And i think um on, on that note if you have a load of ideas bouncing around your head and I get ideas at the most random moments, which is normally when mm. you're going to sleep at night and that's because your brain's relaxing and that helps with your thinking process. Like you want to scribble stuff down on a note, you want to write it down and then come to it in the morning. But what I found works is if you have just a book, have a book which is just full of notes from your head, like a mind dump book. If you have that book and that's with you all the time, you haven't got papers all lying around. You can, mm. you can really not plan on your conscious about cutting down all the trees, but you yeah. have a book, like a mind dump book, which you can refer to. And then you can pick out notes from there and you can put them on a whiteboard. You can put them onto a piece of paper that you actually follow or anything like that on your computer. But it's mm. just about that. It's having an organized mind dump book, I would like to call it. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Like, I've got different um, lined paper books, mm. booklets, and I'll just, like I said, I'll write them on there. But sometimes I'll, I'll peel them off, and then that paper piles up. But, yeah, it's mm. good to have that kind of, that mind kind of, like, dump book where you can just put whatever comes to you, like, note it down. Mm. Or possibly even, you know, on your mobile device, on your notes, if I've got paper with you. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting, I think. It's something that is this these kind of things aren't really taught to us, are they really in school? It's not like yeah. you kinda of have to figure it out along the way as you go through for whatever works for you, works best for you. Um yeah. I see well you got post-it notes on your door and I think they're pretty good as well yeah. to use. Like Yeah, so this here is um I'll show you. So this here above yeah. me it's on my wardrobe. And all the notes up there was when I was doing my NLP. And I'm very visual, very, very visual. So I absorb things visually, subconsciously and unconsciously. And I thought, right, I need to have some form of, some form of wording on somewhere I can see each and every single day. And even if I'm not really paying attention to it, my subconscious knows it there, knows it's there. And these really helped me. They're organized, they're all in sections and the post-it notes, are, uh, the presuppositions of NLP, which... I'd look at every night. I look at one before I go to bed just to run through my mind. And it's really, really important to, to, really, pl to really use your 
and VACOG skills. So your, your vis, if you're a visual person, auditory, kinesthetic kind of person, is to really play on that. So if you're somebody who is very visual and you want to take in information or remember information, is to have visual notes. If you're someone who's very auditory, you could have um, CDs, you could have voice recordings. But if you're very kinesthetic, which is very feel, which is doing things, you may want to have something that you really resonates with you when you're doing something. So this could be that when you are learning, researching, I don't, this could be something that you've got something in your hand, maybe something you can squeeze just because you're moving or you could be on the move, walking around, listening or looking at information because you're recording it in some form of kinesthetic way as you're moving. That's a little bit more tricky than, than audio and visual, but 75% of the population visual. So a lot of the people listening to this will be visual. So having them visual aids and playing to your strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely interesting like, when you think about it because, you know, like you said, the, the kinesthetic, you know, the visual, audio, you know, auditory, I can't pronounce it, auditory. <laughs> um, you know, we all kind of work in different ways. And it's like you said, when it comes to learning, especially, you know, it's, it's kind of using what works for you. Like me personally, I, I like to write things down, you know, look at it, write it down, take it in and go over yeah. it. Um, and I think like, you know, we kind of have to, like I said, figure out our own way of learning, you know, in life. Like in school, we're just kind of like throwing loads of information. Mm. And it's like, you know, hang on a second, you know, am I taking this in? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what is this the right way of learning and things like that? So it, it's, it's a, yes. And, you know, I think it's definitely important because I think once you figure that out, that, you know, the way of how you learn what works for you, it's kind of like not plain sailing, but you kind of, it's much, much an yeah. easier process. Yeah, it's, it, it's very true. And I think as well that we're a very, very digital generation, very digital mm. now and everything's, well, a lot of things are going online and people think, oh, well, I've got to have note taking online, but sometimes that doesn't work out for you. And going back to the old fashioned way of writing things down is the best way for you to take notes. Mm. And as you said, like going back to the education education don't teach you school college university they mold you for just a career for what you do in between the nine to five they don't actually teach you and help you for what you do outside the nine to five so if you've got goals if you've got dreams outside the nine to five you can sometimes feel lost and confused and like well what do i do i haven't been taught this and the best form of education is that self-education look at what works for you how, do, how should I take notes? How do I want to be learning? What do I want to be learning? Mm. It's so right that education doesn't give us the tools to do that. Yeah, no, I see it. And I think like when I, when I was doing my coaching course, like I don't know about you, but like when, when I was learning certain um, sort of modalities and like, you know, diagrams and things like that, I was looking at it and I was like, you know, why didn't they, if I, if I was taught this in school, like, you know, you, how your mind works and things like this, you know, like I'd be a different person now and I, I probably wouldn't have done the stupid, so to speak, shit that I did when, you know, I was a bit younger. <laughs> so it, it's, it's interesting, you know, how the mind works and, you know, why that isn't put into the curriculum. I think it should be. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's amazing to, to learn about ourselves and how the mind does work because, mm. You know, I think like you know, once you're in control of your you know your mind and you know how it works, um, 
gives you more clarity mm. as a person. Yeah. And you, you want, you also understand the reasons why you do things, the reasons you understand the reasons why you're believing things and the reasons what is why things are happening in the world and how you can change them to how you want to be. But also I think for me, since doing my coaching and NLP practitioner is that I got so much appreciation now for the mind and the human body. Mm. And for me, yes, it allows me to help other people. It helps me to benefit their lives and give them the tools and the techniques to change and become who they want to become. But at the same time, for me, it's that appreciation of, who I am as a person, what I can, and, and how I work. And when you then give other people that education, you can see it in their faces. I don't know if that's something that you face, Adam, when you're speaking to people and you're just giving them little ways in terms of how you interpret information. And, and they see them learning about themselves as that light bulb moment. And if that was taught in education, I personally feel that there would be, and there's, might be something people might not agree with but i feel there'd be a lot less depression i feel there'll be a lot less anxiety because people would understand that other what people would understand what's making them depressed what's making them anxious what's causing their sadness and they can alter that mm. they can then make that change because they've been given the tools to make that change yeah no i i completely agree with you and i find that you know with with that with what you said is that you know people you kind of have the tools within themselves to change. And I think like through coaching, you're, you're providing this open space for that person to kind of like, I've said it before, it's like a, you know, tangled ball of string mm. and they're coming to you in that space and they're just unpicking it and untangling it. And, you know, a lot of the time people have things going on. We all have things going on at some point. And um, people seek external things to kind of fix that thing that's internal. Do you yeah. know that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like drinking or going out or buying something, and, and we we've all probably done it. You know, we, and <laughs> I want my hand uh, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. And that's you know the beauty of coaching, and it's like if people knew about this earlier on, they probably you know it, it would prevent them from probably doing those things. Yeah. And yeah. It, like right. you said, it's that kind of light bulb moment. You see the person kind of just shift, and it's pretty powerful how people can shift you know pretty momentarily mm -hmm. yeah the, the 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 shift it's it's a it's a realization i think a lot of the time in the fact that you are responsible for your own happiness and that is because as you just said instead of looking externally for happiness motivation confidence whatever that may be once you realize that the responsibility lies with you with you within you mm. internally mm. it's almost like well i can actually affect this and people place the power of their happiness. They place the power of their confidence. They place the power of their fulfillment, whatever that may be, externally. But when you actually take back that power and go, no, wait a minute, I, I'm responsible for this. People are like, well, I can actually affect that. And it's sometimes not huge changes that people have to make in their lives. It's just little tiny things that mm. all add up to this big, huge, wow, like a big breakthrough. And, and as a coach, I'm sure, Adam, you feel this mm. and you see this and... Seeing that, it, it just makes you makes it makes you feel like you're you're changing the world. And I know going off going off a little tangent, but yeah, there's there's a great quote out there that every time you coach, you change the world, and it's true mm. because you're giving people this awareness that they are responsible for their change and they are responsible mm. for their own happiness. And I think that's 
that's a fantastic gift to give. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I think that's, that's one of like, the rewarding things about it, isn't it? You know, it's, um, you know, you're providing a positive value to other people. Yeah. And that person, you know, feels reassured and that, you know, you're seeing that person change. I think to, you know, it's that person, that person that's kind of doing the work. We all just like providing that space, aren't you, for that, you know, for, to facilitate that and just guide. Mm. It's like kind of guiding a ship on its course to where it needs to go, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've noticed that through, through podcasting, strangely enough, like, you know, you know, in myself and with some people I've, I've connected with, you know, they've been on a podcast and then they've, they've done their own. And, you know, you see that person kind of grow. Do you know what I mean as well? Yeah. And it's, we're all kind of in this together. And I think that's what it's all about. It's not about us getting our needs met, you know, you know, it's, it's, some people get into coaching because, you know, they think, oh yeah, the money and all the rest Mm. of it. And it's like, well, if you're, if you're in it for that reason, you're not going to be in it very long because you need to be a person who's got empathy, who's understanding of people and wants to have a positive impact. Because mm-hmm. when I did my course, there were some people who didn't understand what empathy was and kind of lacked empathy when it came to, you know, the practice sessions yeah. and they found it difficult. So yeah, I think that's strange. It's, it's, it's empathy is, big for a coach it's big for people in people's lives as well so being shown that you are being empathetic to somebody mm. i think that's something that's definitely kind of opening up in the media now as well with like workplaces yeah yeah i agree it's, it's it's definitely opening up and i think we've got to be we've got to be very empathetic towards and also not understand not, not i say understanding but because so many people out there now are losing their jobs people are people are having to switch careers they would have been comfortable there this they would have been happy somewhere this time last year and now their world's completely gone well excuse the language tips up in the space of a year and now it's all about now being right okay the world's changed and looking at your own situation and looking at others with empathy and being like, wow, mm. you know what, where I am right now, yes, okay, I may not be doing what I'm doing, what I want to be doing, but I have this, I have that, and it comes down to gratitude, which is really key in this. Yeah, no, that's a key thing, gratitude, like, that's something I've, I've learned a lot about recently, um, and it gives you a different perspective, it definitely gives you perspective on things when you look at things from gratitude. Um, I think, because especially we, as people, especially in today's society, we like to have the latest thing, we always chasing that next thing, you know, instant gratification. Yeah. And I think like through gratitude, it's quite grounding. Um, Because you think to yourself, you look at the things that you have got as opposed to the things that you haven't got. Spot on. It it is, it's about, as you said, like we're always looking for that self gratification and we don't think that we can get gratification in things we already have. Mm. And because there was a great, I can't remember, remember where I heard it or where I read it, but they were saying that at one point, let's say if, if you want a brand new car, yeah. and you, you're, you're seeing this car, you're desiring this car, you are like, oh my God, I really want this car. And then you get the car. A few months later, you may find yourself thinking, oh, I want this car now. 
and you seem to forget at one point in your life, you craved the car that you are in. You loathed for that car that you are in. Mm. The same with mobile phones. You have your mobile phone, you crave the next mobile phone. You then get that phone. A few months later, what, what other phone can I have now to make me happy? But we forget that at one point in time, that phone that you have in your hand right now, you would have probably given pretty much anything for, or you would have been extremely grateful to have that phone and felt lucky and felt so happy. Mm. And actually realizing, okay, well, you know what? At one point in my life, I actually wanted this. This was something that I desired, I dreamed about, I, I really, really felt passionately about. And when you bring that gratitude back, once again, it brings back the control within you of your happiness and being grateful for things. Yeah. No, exactly. I was thinking about where I've been caught in that trap. I, I like to play video games. You know, I don't play as much as I used to, but I remember I buy a video game for like mm. 35, 40 quid. And I'd be like, yeah, I've waited for this to come out. I've got it. I'm going to get another one. And I'm, yes. I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on a sec. Because <laughs> there might be a sale on and you're like, oh, I'm going to get this one. And it's like, what, do I actually need that? I haven't, got yeah. the, I haven't even finished this one yet. So why am I jumping from this ship to that one? I've got, you know, yeah, so I was worth for playing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it's it's temptation, and I think it's that's where kind of like discipline comes into place as well. And I know, you know, like you said, that kind of gratification and wanting the next thing comes into a lot of different um, things, not just video games, you know, clothes, cars. Yeah. So we have to be like very self-disciplined, um, because. You know, I, I've been there where I've, I've bought all these things that I wanted mm -hmm. and then you haven't got much money left because you've just bought all these things and you're yeah. like, you're like, oh, I've got, you know, is it really worth it? Yeah. And it's all put in a wardrobe. It's all put away somewhere and you kind of forget about it. You, I think a lot of the, the, the gratification comes from actually, and this is, this is something I used to do a bit of work with Amazon driving. And I always thought like, the Amazon say that you're delivering smiles, but it's kind of taken that on Christmas morning when you used to open your presents and you'd be like, Oh my God, opening. And, it, and, it, and I think now what's happening is with it being so accessible to have a package at your door, even though you know what this package is, it's the opening up of it. People now are getting that Christmas morning feeling throughout the whole year of, of opening. And I think it gets a bit, it can get extremely addictive. I know somebody yeah. who, who every day is buying penny, pennyless, penny items or very cheap items and getting them and opening them. And they were saying that, do you know what? It, it's, it's something that I'm stuck in because I'm constantly getting that gratification from this particular item. And mm. I admit to it, if Amazon turns up, turns up and oh, gives yeah. me, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I've got a package, I've got a package. <laughs> and I'm like, it. I'm like, <laughs> I think that I think a lot of the time, if that's consistent, the happiness isn't from what you're buying; it's from the actual opening up. Like yeah. When you were a kid, and I know when I was a kid, and you get a present and you'd open it, put it to a side, next one, and you'd be like, "Let's let's let's unravel this present." That's that's the most exciting bit, the unwrapping bit. Yeah. Really feeding off this ability to get things delivered the next day, and love <laughs> opening it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. No, I, I, I think I agree. I agree. I remember, I remember like as well when I was a kid, I had like lots of presents. Mm. Must have been like five, and I think it was like too over. I was too overwhelmed by it all. I think you see some kids who get a lot of presents, and it's too much, and they're yeah. like, 
they, you know, they, they can't <laughs> cope because it's like, oh, you know, tripping over presents for Christmas. And um, yeah. it is like you said, you know, that, that it's not just the gift. It's that whole experience of getting, getting it and opening it up and being like, oh, wow. Even if it's a, I don't know, a hat or something. It's like, oh, yeah, it's come from Germany or somewhere. And, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, like you said. And when that comes, it's, it's, I suppose, is it dopamine? Gets released dopamine? Yeah. It's like, do, you know, it's a hit of dopamine. It makes you feel good. And I think, I think also it happens in stages as well. It's the buying of it. You've then got the anticipation. I know we're going off a little bit of a tangent here. No, but no, it's no. It's all, so all about that self-gratification. And it's that you're buying the item. So you've got that gratification, the dopamine rush of, oh, I brought something. Then you're having the anticipation of waiting for it to be delivered. You then get the confirmation email that's been dispatched. So once again, you're like, oh, it's coming. And then you've got the, <laughs> the anticipation. It's coming out. When's it coming? You can track them now. And then it comes. Yeah. And ripping open. And then that just drops off. Like, oh, Right. Next hit, next hit, mm. and like said, someone else. so transferable to social media, phones, cars, games, books, TV programs. Constantly looking for that boom, boom, boom to make me mm. happy externally when it starts internally within you. Mm. Yeah, no, that's powerful. It's definitely powerful, and it makes you makes you feel. I mean, we're all like we said, we're all kind of had that or experienced it or do experience yeah. it and i think it's that balance isn't it it's that balance of treating yourself knowing that you know okay well i'm not going to go crazy i've still got money in the bank i'm going to treat myself because i think we have to we have to treat ourselves yeah, but do. if you're if you're spending i don't know a thousand pounds on supreme or something like that every month or something crazy i think you know there's something yeah. not quite right um because i i bought a supreme shirt recently it was about 45 quid mm. and i won't go too, too much off topic but like i said i had the excitement of it i was like oh well and then after a week i was like okay i won it twice yeah it comes another shit <laughs> yeah so it's, it's being aware of that and i think it's that balance isn't it which is key and being disciplined mm. and um being you know like i said it's, it's that awareness of recognizing mm. i know some yourself as someone who's in the, this this personal development game and your understanding and you've got a, a heightened i like to think and this is not no way in means uh, bragging or anything but we have a heightened kind of exposure mm. to how people work and also mm. how we work as well and i don't know about you but i'm more I've, I've seen so many faults in me that i'm like wow okay you've been doing this for how long but anyway um yeah but I think actually the awareness of okay what am i doing this for okay it's that dopamine but what am i actually doing this for what am mm. i looking to get out of this and i think it's something kind of with, with the buying and with the likes on facebook is what what effect is this having on me what difference am i looking for by, po by posting this photo this video this mm. caption and what am I looking to gain from it? And it's that awareness, just asking yourself a few questions, just to check in, like mm, check mm. in if it's if you're chase if you're either chasing that 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 dopamine rush, or it, you may realise that you know what I don't actually need this. I'm buying mm. it for nothing. Just get in the habit of questioning why you do things. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that's quite powerful by just asking yourself why. There's like that, that there's it Simon Sinek. I think he, does a, he did a book called Find Your Why or What Is yes, Your Why. I'm listening to um, that now. 
Yeah, he's really good. And, you know, asking yourself why you do something is pretty effective. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, like coaching NLP, you know, what is it, what's the reason why you're doing that? You know, those, those questions that really get you thinking and, you know, it's like, why, you know, why are you doing your job? Why are you doing, you know, a podcast? Mm. And it really breaks it down and really highlights things when you kind of mm. ask yourself why. Um, yeah. And I think like with socials, sorry. No, 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 it's okay. In, in terms of the, the why questions, what I would say is, um, why is it a question that I wouldn't ask yourself too many times? Because why can also sometimes seem quite mm. critical. So if you say, yeah. to someone, why are you doing this? Why is this? Probably frame it to, what is the reason that I am taking this action? What am yes. I looking to gain from this? Yeah. Um, what am I feeling right now? How is this going to benefit me? Because mm. you're coming then from a, an area of curiosity where, mm. and not criticism, because you don't want to criticize yourself. You probably beat yourself up more, more times than you yeah. should anyway. We all do. I do. I'm sure you mm. do. Mm. And it's coming from that curiosity of, okay, well, what's the reason behind this? Mm. What's causing this behavior? What am I looking to gain? Is that curiosity? Because you're being kind to yourself. You're exploring and you're discovering more about yourself than you mm. would if you didn't. And you just continued yeah. with the habitual behaviors. Yeah, no, exactly. Because yeah, if you're saying why, then you kind of like, it's like, Punching yourself on <laughs> this side, isn't it? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that is so, so true. There's a guy, I was watching a video this morning, Paul McGee. I don't know if you ever heard of him. And no, no, no. He does a, a thing of take the, take the uh, what's it? It's how to build, be more confident. And his first one is to uh, not to be more gentle with the boxing glove. Because he said people put a boxing glove on and they're just boom, boom, punching themselves all day. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what well, if you took the boxing glove off and stopped beating yourself up and mm. stopped like really being critical of the reason why you're doing things? Yeah. And it's looking at the things that you have done rather than the things that you haven't done. Like if you've got a list of things to do, you look at the things that you, you have accomplished or the things that you have done. Mm. Um, yeah. I think like we said, we're, we're kind of wired, you know, it goes back to like caveman times to be like negative and it's a lot easier to, going to that negative side of things. Yeah. And um, it's pushing through that, you know, part of us and just pushing through those, um, those emotional states, isn't it? And tuning mm. in with our emotional states. Um, and, and with, with like the, the social media side of it, I, I think we've all kind of like looked to the likes, you know, the, the, that gratification. Whereas yeah. I don't know, now I, I tend to just post stuff. I'm not bothered about, how many likes it gets it's you know it's, it's 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 that kind of like muscle isn't it we kind of people like it it makes you feel good when you get likes yeah but it's just trying not to you know seek those likes just post stuff mm -hmm. and because i think that's where people get caught up in things they might post something and they might not get the likes so they don't post anything next time that they're asking themselves how many likes will this get when really they don't, act, you don't actually know. And what if you didn't get any likes? What likes? What would happen? And what if you did get the likes? What happens? And if that's what you're basing your happiness on, it comes back to the fact that you're placing your happiness externally and mm. not internally. Which I've I've done it in the past, like mm, mm. putting putting a photo up and 
checking it every couple of minutes, how many likes have I got, how many likes have I got, how many views. And it, but it's something that I see every day with family members, with friends, who are chasing this this like, building up their, their like balance, so to speak, where really mm. your efforts could be put elsewhere where yeah, you get yeah. so much more fulfillment and so much more happiness and gratification and enjoyment in your life. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think as well with that, it's like, say you, I don't know, you do a video and it gets views or if you do a podcast, it gets listens. Mm. It's, it's, it's who listens to it, not how many. Yes. You know, it's like you could get 10 people listen to it, but three of those people could be, you know, CEOs of big companies or they could be somebody important or some, mm-hmm. you know, somebody, you know, who might yep. know someone who can then give you that connection. Um, I, I always look at like Joe Rogan, how he started out in podcasting. And you think like the very early days and where he is now. And he said when he first did it, he had like 200 downloads or 200 views when he first started out, you know, and Got to start out somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. And I think that's the important thing I was saying earlier to somebody is, you know, documentation. Just, you know, like like this. Now, we're documenting something. Yeah. And people, you know, like we could look at it and other people could look at it in two or three years' time. And you can kind of see that mm-hmm. growth process. You, you're, you're putting... It, it, it all depends in terms of what you're putting out there. And for, for content like this, you, you are putting content out there. Then in two, three years time, someone's going to be watching. Mm. And that, and what's the reason for putting this out? And you're putting this out to help people. And if yeah. in two years times, two years time, it helps somebody somewhere, then that's, that's, that's your job done. That's your purpose filled. You could get 10 views, but that one view could be, the view mm. of the person who wants to speak to you, who wants to connect with you, who wants to yeah. work with you and give you a new opportunity. Mm. Mm. Whereas I think people are like, right, I need it now straight away. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, nice. I mean, society. It is society that we live in. Yeah. Society. There's a great program on Netflix, um, The Social Dilemma. I don't know if you've watched that yet. I've seen the trailer. I need to watch it. Scary. <laughs> Scary at how you're being, or how we are being, how many, how, how the world is being manipulated. That's, that's another, yeah. that's another few hour conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it is definitely interesting. Like when you look at it, because I, I, I won't go too much into it, but I did see um, something like where these, these social media companies have more kind of power than, government in some way mm-hmm. to some extent like they there's no control in these platforms you know through how they can grow and what they can yeah. do and how they can influence like you know like elections and things like that yeah. and um in the way you think as well like i've noticed it when i've seen something or if i certain algorithms especially on mm-hmm. on instagram as much as i love instagram if you search enough things or certain certain hashtags it will just start to appear in your um, yeah. your box. Mm-hmm. And I think people have experimented with it as well. And it's, it's, it's all of these things are getting your attention. And if you can get your attention, they, people can, they can get your money. They, you know, they can influence you. And, um, you know, it's like, it's like a, 
pretty scary when you think about it. But you know, there, there's, like I was saying earlier with somebody, there's a double-edged sword with the the internet. You know, there's there's the the positive side of it, you know, which we're doing now, yeah. we can post good content, and there is that downside to it. But it's that kind of balance of how much you let it in. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to kind of know it's there, but don't focus on it. It's, you know, because it will just bring you down. And that, and you were spot on what you just said there. It's down to you. Mm. Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins talked about staying guard at the entrance of your mind. So yes, all this is external that's going on in the world. Yes, we know that these companies are trying to buy your attention, trying to buy your life, your time. But you've got to stand guard at your mind and go, right, I want to be mindful about this. I want to be aware of this. What can I do to help me? So what can I do to, to guard my mind? Is that... Um, coming off one of the platforms is that reducing the amount of friends is that reducing the amount of usage mm. is that doing something more productive focus on what you can control we can't control all these billion dollar trillion dollar companies who are pumping mm. money through these platforms what we can control is if we view it we can mm. control how often we go on a phone we can control the mindful mindful practices that you mm. do that's what you can control it's important for you to focus on that. If you get too wrapped up in, oh, you know, we're being brainwashed, we're being this, we're being that, <laughs> then you're placing that, once again, external. Where if you yeah. go, right, okay, so this is going on, but it stops with the device, it stops with the TV, it stops with the laptop, it stops with whatever that is. Yeah. What can you do to help with that? How can mm. you control what the information that's coming into your mind better than you are currently at the moment in time? And once again, mm. it comes down to asking yourself better questions. Mm. Yeah. No, that's, that's really profound and it's really important, you know, what you said. And I think, like, I've, I've noticed on Twitter, like, Twitter is a minefield. Yeah. Twitter is a minefield. And I, I post my content on there and I reply to a few comments, but I see, like, lots of people arguing, lots. And, and it's like... I just don't get involved in any of that. I see it and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to post this and then I'm going to spend yeah. a couple of minutes and I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, I feel sorry for people who, who are in that space, you know. I feel sorry for people who have to, I think it's coming from that place, isn't it? Feeling sorry for that person and, and let them do what they got to do. Um, yeah. You know, there's, yeah, it, it is definitely something we have to be mindful of and, you know, our phones have these settings in there where it can track how long you've been on apps. And sometimes you're looking at across oh, three hours on that. But, um, yeah. And it's, it's also then, okay. So now you've been educated that you spent three hours, what are you going to do about it? And mm. are you going to be like the next day? Oh, I'll just won't look at the stats. Oh, I won't look at how long I've been on mm. there. I'll just ignore them from now on. And that's the ignorance because you know that you shouldn't be doing it, but it's ignorance. So it's asking yourself, well, what am I going to do about it? Am I, are you happy? You may think I'm happy spending three hours on Instagram. Perfect. Like if that's making you truly happy, which I'd be very surprised, then mm. great. But what would you want to, what do you want to do about it? How's that affecting you? What difference is that making in your life? What, what could you be doing with them three hours per day? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I said, that's definitely, isn't it? It's getting yourself asking those questions and thinking about it. That's like, you know, like video, if I play video games, I won't do it during the week because I'm like, during the week, I'm doing what I got to do. 
yeah during the weekend i'll spend half an hour or, or whatever amount of time you know that Whereas I think if you do so, I think we have to be careful what we engage in and the people we engage in because that can slow you down. I think certain mm-hmm. things can slow down your energy. You know, if you're engaging in certain activities or certain things, that time and energy, like I said, could have gone into reading or doing something that's going to benefit you in the long run. Um, it's, it's constant practice. It is. And a good way to look at it is if you are spending three hours a day from, of social media what happens if you were to spend three hours a day eating burgers or mm. if you were to spend three hours a day eating chips what would that do to your body well that would probably that would probably end up you putting on weight you'd skin to go yeah. greasy you'd have spots you wouldn't feel great it'd have a detrimental effect so what is three hours of doing anything three hours of running will take some toll on your knees three hours of mm. eating apples yeah, and it was, it's a bizarre comparison. But even if if you were to eat that amount, if you were to continue to put that shit food into your body, mm. then you would feel shit. But if you would, mm. it's about yeah. People, people, a lot of people now are on this fitness thing of like, yeah, I'm gonna be mindful what I eat. I can't eat all this. I can't eat all that. But they actually then forget that they've got to be mindful about what they put into the mind because once mm. again, the mind is and the mind is a sponge. Just like you, just like your belly is, just like your stomach is, it will absorb anything that you feed it. So, what are you mm. feeding your mind? Mm. And if it's the hours of social media, you're going to be probably in a dark and not in a dark place. That's a bit too extreme, but you're probably going to be suffering from comparing yourself to others. Mm. You're going to be suffering from self-doubt, tiredness from staring at a mm. screen. Um, so, yeah, it's the great when used correctly yeah no that's exactly it isn't it it's um something that balance because i know like you know if i'm inside and i'm working on loads of things you know at a screen i have Mm. to get out i have to get out and go for a walk i have to get out or go for a drive or something just to get out that kind of space and i think as long as you're you're tuned into that and you're mindful of that and you you gauge with that then that's good um, it's recognizing it, isn't it? I remember uh, my friends came down recently for a few days and, you know, I I ate certain things that I don't usually eat, like, you know, like pizza and mm. some bad food. But then after a couple of days, I was like, right, I don't feel myself. I, I need some fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize that. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I went to the shop and I bought some bananas and I had some juice and that just kind of took the edge off. And I think that's, you know, I think it's important as a person to kind of be tuned into what is deserving you and what isn't instead of just kind of going sailing through life. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And it comes back to the whole, it comes back to that whole, as you just said, the balance because it's okay. Like it's okay to eat pizza now and again. It's okay to eat burgers now and again, but if you're eating them constantly, then you're going to have some public health issues or something that's not going to be working how you want to work it, mm-hmm. how we want it to be working. But you can just have a balanced, once again, the balanced diet, have a balanced yeah. mind, input stuff. And it's, and I think I was quite critical when I first started out because I used to love playing computer games, used to play them loads, really enjoyed it. And I stopped completely and I really immersed myself into my work. But then it's, it's that realization that it's okay if you want to play an hour of computer games 
It's okay yeah. if you want to watch a bit of Netflix at night. Like I watched Netflix from oh, the first time I turned the TV on is half eight till well yeah, ten yeah, yeah. to bed. That's okay because it's balanced. You're working, you're doing what you want to do, and then you're rewarding mm. yourself. Yeah. And it's having that balance in your life. And if you're mm. watching eight, nine hours of Netflix a day, that isn't balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It isn't balance at all. I, I, I watched a bit of that Ozark. Yeah. With my younger brother. And yeah. he was like, one more episode. I'm like, okay. One more episode. No, I've got to go now. I'm like, no, that's. I was like, <laughs> so easy to do though. How easy is it to just sit there and carry on watching it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty scary. But um, but yeah, you you have to have that balance, and that's like in in all things, isn't it? Um, mm. because you have to have that enjoyment in life, and you it's okay, like you said, to because you have to have that thing to break the ice. I find if you don't have that, we're just uptight, and we can get stressed and. You know, it's it's not enjoyable. You know, that's why there is social and entertainment things that are out there, because we're we're social creatures. We're not designed to, you know, constantly be on on the go. We have to have that downtime. Yeah, we have to have that downtime, because I think through that downtime, it's almost like a rebooting process for when you you then have to work the next day or something. Hmm. It kind of just stuff. Extra, extra energy to propel you, you know? Correct, yeah. And that could be whatever is your downtime. It could be running, mm. it could be exercise, it could be meditation, it could be just going to grab a drink, green tea, whatever that is, whatever is your downtime. And like, it's like you were talking about, um, about it being good to reward yourself, that's you rewarding yourself. Like, mm. reward yourself with watching an hour of Netflix. Reward yourself with going for a walk. Reward yourself with an hour on the computer game but mm. it's when that hour turns into two hours turns to three hours turns to four hours and that that isn't productive that isn't balanced yeah it's like um you look you walk outside and it's like night time you're like oh, okay cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that the weekend's passing and like ah yeah that was a, that was a, that was a real <laughs> <way."> yeah <laughs> do you um have you been reading any books recently at all you mentioned that your audio book you you've been so I'm working, I'm, I've been working through the Start With Why. I can't remember the guy's name who wrote it. Sam I think Sinek. It. Yeah, Sam Sinek, yeah. And I've also been reading Shoe Dog, which right. is by uh, Phil, Phil Knight. Phil Knight, the guy is. He's the founder of Nike. And it's, it's I wouldn't say it's a, a personal development or self-development book, but it's, it's, and it doesn't, I know a lot of self-development books, they say, do this, do that. I did this, I did that. This is a story and it's a really captive story as well about how he went from nothing, $50 to now, well, being one of the, the billionaires. Yeah. And one of the leading brands in the world, not even just in sports, in the world. And it's really, really, I'm about three quarters of the way through it. And it's a really captivating book. Because it shows, it talks a lot about Japanese philosophy, um, Japanese language they use, and their um, mantra in terms of work, and it, that's really interesting. But also, it's a it is a great story as well. So, mm. I'd, I'd, if any listeners are looking for something that's not heavy, 
looking for something that's nice and light, but also quite motivational and quite inspiring, mm. I would highly recommend Shoe Dog. It was recommended to me by a friend. And I think uh, on Amazon, it was like, I can't remember, nine, ten pounds. I went to works. Now, I don't know how, where your listeners are based. But yeah, yeah, yeah. In the UK. And it was, I think it was two pounds. So if you're going to buy it, check that, check out the works first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, this is quite expensive online. I was like, I'm oh, expensive, nine, ten pounds. I was like, and I'm che- I like cheap stuff. I'm like, I'm buying yeah. this pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would highly, highly recommend the book. Yeah, no, I definitely have to check it out. I think that's the amazing thing. You kind of find good books that mm. like Waterstones are always like the kind of flagship, like expensive place to go. Yeah. Um in the in the UK. I don't know if it's national. Um but like yeah, on Amazon, Amazon used books. Um you know, the works, different websites have decent mm-hmm. priced books. Um, I, I saw, re- I read uh, Gary Vee's Crush It recently, his yeah. first book. How was that? It was good. It, it's, it's a bit, it's not the word dated because things have grown since yeah. then in terms of social media, but the kind of core concepts are quite good. And that's about, you know, posting um, on social media frequently, doing what you love and, Kind of back then, it was like Google Ads and you know early days of YouTube and Tumblr, yeah. but it's kind of the concepts are still used today. Hmm. Um, I started reading a bit different from personal development, but uh, my ancestors are like Native American, so I kind of wanted to learn more about like the history and this um, oh, cool. empire, empire of the Summer Moon. So it's yeah. about the Comanche Native American tribes that got obliterated and you know all the fighting that went on yeah but um but now it's really interesting i think you know it's interesting and in, in t- to learn about you know the history um but on a nicer scale i was reading uh principles by ray dalio i haven't heard of that which is quite good which talks about mindset and things yeah. like that i've got it over here actually yeah go grab it It's a thick book. It's quite thick. So talk, <laughs> yeah, so talk about like different business. It's like business insights. Okay. Ray Ray Dalio principles, which is really good. So it's like unconventional principles of life, work, and how we turn from like a middle class kid from a Long Island into like a successful business person. So that's got lots of tips, but um. Yeah, I mean, re- reading's important, isn't it? You you take so much from reading. It's it's that it's also good for a break as well, reading. And yeah, you can learn so much from a book. It's phenomenal, and it's at your own pace, it's at your own time, and mm. it's at your own enjoyment as well. And there's some fantastic books out there. When people say that they haven't got the this this is one of my the kind of the mission that I'm on is to make personal development easy and accessible to everybody because i think everyone should have the opportunity to understand what they can achieve mm. and books are a great source the cheap the cheap they're easy and they have so much information in there and there's so much stuff online as well that you can read and watch and learn about so it's it's there for you you've just got to ask the questions and search for it mm. Yeah, no, exactly. It's some the, the books I think I'm trying to think of some of the books that have really made an influence in my life. Um, 
the, oh yeah, so the, the book that I first read on my journey to self-development was The uh, Magic of Thinking Big, mm. which I still to this day read it once a year. It's fantastic. It's a, it's a great book. It's like my Bible. And I'm trying to think of another. And um, there's the Tony Robbins one. Waking the Giant, is it? Yes. Awaken the Giant. Yeah. yeah. Like that. yeah. And I, that's a very NLP focused book as well. But once again, great principles, fantastic mm. read. No, that's uh, he, he's got some good books. And the diagrams in there are very good as well. Mm. Um, it's funny because I, I, I heard him talking about like some guy that tried suing him. And he bought his book. And I think he made a certain decision or he, he was like, you know, I've bought your book and my, my life hasn't changed or something. Or, or I've done this thing from reading your book. And I think he said, it, this is affecting my life. And he was like, well, you know, th- it's not my fault. I just, put, yeah. it's up to you what you do with, you know, that, that, that content. And you can't read the book and expect things to happen. You know, exactly. it, was, it was, so you've got to you put the you can read, but you got to, if you want, if you got to, you can read the book all you want, but if you want the changes from the book, you got to take action. Mm. Yeah, I think that Gary Vee said you can't read about doing push-ups. Yeah, and you can't, you can't, um, you can't read to learn to swim. Yeah, you can't. You've never learned how to swim by reading. Yeah, from that, that's that's the effective thing about taking action, isn't it? And um, I talk about it sometimes as like the compound effect you ever mm-hmm. heard about the like compound interest yeah you know that that um just doing something like say say i don't know, say you go running for a week around the block or do 10 press-ups a week mm. you know next week at five you know do that and it's that that build isn't it and it's yeah i mean that, that applies to anything you like you know learning podcasting coaching mm-hmm. exercise it's those, you know, that 1%, that little 1% that then builds like a snowball and you just get yeah. better at things. Yeah, you, there's, a, there's a great analogy of that. I was talking to my cousin actually earlier on today, very similar to that compound effect about the domino effect. Mm. And then the seven habits of highly effective people where if you, and I, I can't remember the amount of dominoes, so apologies if it's incorrect, but I know roughly the amount. And if you were to get a domino, and each domino after that was doubled in size. And, and I think it's in about 30 odd dominoes. You would reach a domino that'd be the size, which would fall up to the moon. It'd be that big. Mm. So when you're not that first domino, it's, it moves. And it shows that how by taking little actions that compound over time, that you can make huge dramatic change. Instead of making just one big change, if you take little actions each and every single day, that consistency mm. of doing mm. things wrong, of failing, of mm. getting frustrated, and then adapting. Okay, so what's not working for me? What do I want into this? Then that's where you will then start to move forward a lot quicker. But mm. by just taking that first step forward and failing, you have changed. You've learned something which you can then move forward with. Mm. No, I love that. And I love the fact that you kind of like gravitate and you kind of like what, what, probably was a hard habit to get into after mm-hmm. like over time, you know, it's no longer difficult. You're automatically doing it. Yeah. And that, that domino effect is pretty, you know, it's real, it's real life. You know, yeah. you, um, like this morning my alarm didn't go off. So I was, you know, 
a little bit longer in bed than I usually am. And it's like, it's like if you kind of, especially with sleep and when you go to bed, like if you, that domino effect of that, you know, if you go to bed deadly, you get up, you know, you get a bit later, that could then domino effect into something else. Mm -hmm. And then you end up doing, you know, the next day, the same thing. And it is, you know, everything we do, we have to be so mindful of in some way, don't we? Because it is that kind of domino effect of, you know, how you're living, probably how you're thinking. Um, people say, is it like the first time, the first time, there's like a, a period of when you wake up, it's like if you say good things to yourself or positive yeah. affirmations, that will then domino throughout your day. It's like if you get up and you hit your toe on the side and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. That then you're just going to put you in a different emotional state. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up for the day. One, one of my first thoughts every morning is that I have already won because I've taken a breath. I'm alive. Mm. I've already won mm. the day. That I have already won the day because I have. I am alive. Where so mm. many people awake or well, I always say, be grateful that you've woke up on the right side of the ground. You've you, by opening your eyes in the morning, you are you are doing something that thousands of people have not had the opportunity to do. So straight away, you're winning. You are winning. You're ahead. So get ahead and use that. Use the day because, and and then she's a bit blunt, but I always think it's good to be blunt sometimes because one day you are going to be the person waking up on the wrong side of the ground. Nothing you can do about it. So while you're here, let's make the most of it. Let's, let's, let's. Yeah. And it's something that when I speak to my clients and, we're talking. I'm not that blunt, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but we're just having a conversation about it. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's something that I like to, to instill with them in that, that the fact that listen, like you are lucky to be alive today. I, I have, I have known people who have not woken up the next day mm-hmm. and been very young. And I've known somebody who's gone to work and not come back and, and, and due to, due to losing their life. But it's just be grateful. The fact that today, you have woken up and you've got an opportunity today to mm. make a step forward, no matter how big, no matter how small, do something that affects your happiness, that mm. really ignites your happiness, ignites your passion. Because mm. I, was, I, was, I was writing about this this morning, like life is too short and there's too many great opportunities to not move forward, to take action. Mm. There's too many opportunities. Mm. So you want mm. to be actively, not always on the go, but be, being grateful once again for for being here and filling your mind mm. full of these positive thoughts and affirmations, you yeah. deserve you deserve it. Mm. No, that's it. It's definitely powerful, you know what you said, and I think like you're right because you know we, you know, like I said, some people aren't lucky enough to be here, you know, the following day, you know, for whatever reason, and as well. You know, being I saw a quote like being a human being is like four hundred tw- trillion to one. Be- chances of being yeah, a human yeah. being four hundred trillion four, to one. Four hundred to one, yeah. And it's like four hundred to one, it, one in four hundred quadrillion. That's the one. It's a mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, you could be a, a tree or like plants <laughs> yes. or like uh, I saw a Gary Vee video and he's like, he's like, you could be a lamppost. You know, there's people. He's like, there's people here walking around, and it's like, yeah. But I think of sometimes I'm like, you know. Being a wasp, you know, being, a, being an ant or, you know, they've got their own job to do it, like, as a species, but, you yeah. know, you could be, you know. They have a job so, to do. They have a purpose yeah. to do in this world. And just as you've been put, you have a purpose. Mm. 
and your purpose is something for you to discover. Yeah. So it's and it's down to you to take action upon that and discover what that is, or you'll just go through life working for somebody else's purpose. Mm. Yeah. No, I see. It. I like that. And I, I, there's a quote, and it's like, if you um, don't build your own dream, you help someone else to build theirs. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. I always think of, I always think of that with builders. I know there's nothing wrong with building jobs at all, but I always think to myself like, those people aren't building their own house; they're building someone else's. Yeah. And and it's like you know, um, there's one to do with chess as well. Is it like, don't be the pawn in someone else's game of chess or something like that God, I haven't heard of that one but the build, um, I like the builders one yeah but it, it makes you think doesn't it because like we've all got our own purpose and we've all got so much within us that you know we, we can tap into and there's, a, there's another quote I don't know who said it it's like the richest place is like the graveyard because it's people mm-hmm. who've who've passed on with dreams and probably desires that we didn't tie, you know work on yeah, yeah, and it's it's. And I always I always think it's much more fun to go at it, have a go, attempt it, than it is to squash it. And it, yeah. and I think and and I know it's coming. It's a little bit of switching topic, but it's that failure thing as well. A lot of reasons why people don't take action is failure. But either way, you're going to fail. I'm telling you that now. Whichever option you take, you're going to fail because if you don't take out take action, you're failing big time because you're failing in acting upon your dream you're failing in acting on what you want to do but Mm. if you do take action you're having small little failures that are making up Mm. to success so either way you're going to fail it's which failures you want to choose and i think i know i want to choose the small little failures that are going to move me with my success yeah and do the process as well yeah that's it and i think with with the failure as well um i won't get too much into it but like you gain so much experience through that and that's how you learn. And I mm. think it's better to have those experiences to grow, to have that resilience through yeah. having those experiences and just trying things out. Cause I think people in today's society, you know, younger, younger people coming mm. out of school and education, there's so much pressure how to, you know, to find out what you want to be, what you want to do. And they haven't even did the fur the toe in the water yet. So, I mean, like you've, you've just got to try things out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've tried things out. I've yeah. we've definitely tried things out. Okay, that hasn't worked. Tried it. Okay, got the experience. You might meet somebody through just trying that thing out. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be a lifelong friend or a, a partner or something. So, you know, like I said, through through not trying these things out, you're kind of like limiting, you know, your existence, and mm-hmm. you don't know what's on the other side of it. Like, you know, through through us doing this, like. You know, like if we didn't do these things that we're doing, you know, we, we won't be having this conversation now. And and I like Paul McGee wants to again bring his name up. Him he talks about failing the word fail means first action in learning. Wow, yeah. And yeah. that really resonates with me. It's the first yeah. you fail when you fail, it's your first action in learning. And from an NLP presupposition of presupposing that something's true is yeah. that there's no such thing as failure only feedback and that relates to the learning again it's that feedback from that learning yeah no it's like, it's like learning to drive isn't it you know yeah that's you know one of the hardest things i've ever done <laughs> yeah. and it's like um yeah so 
it's that constant practice, isn't it? If you want something bad enough, you'll get it, I think. Oh, yeah, because you'll be willing to put in the work ethic. But then people want something so badly and mm. then get overwhelmed by what they need to do to get that. They know what yes. they need to do, but they don't. They know what they need to do, but they don't do what they know. Mm. And people will get overwhelmed. People will get, they'll procrastinate. They'll want it so badly. They'll get frustrated and then they'll never take action, which then causes sadness, depression. They'll get anxious. They'll get frustrated. They'll get jealous. They'll compare themselves to others. So yeah, it's about having them, them action steps and knowing how to go after that, which once again, back to the school topic, you're never ever taught how to go after your own goals. You're taught mm. to work to, you're taught to work for somebody else's goals. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it, when you think about it all, you kind of like look at it from that perspective. You know, like when you, when you, when you grow up a little bit, you kind of see things in a different light, don't you? Because you've had certain experiences. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and that's it. If you have, it's another topic. If you're having the same experiences week in, week out, you're going to the same job, being unhappy, being unfulfilled, spending the weekends in the pub, doing the same things hungover, you're not having these new experiences. You're just reliving these experiences over and over again. So you've got to start creating new experiences and new opportunities for you then to learn more about yourself, for you then to learn more about other people and you to learn about what you actually want to do in your life. But if you're, and it's very challenging, if you're stuck in this cycle, which is what you've been living for years and years and years, experiencing the same things, the same holidays, the same drinks, the same conversations, that's all, that's going to be your world. And if you want that to be your world, that's fine. But if you don't want that to be your world and you want greater things, you need to start breaking free, having new experiences, creating new opportunities, speaking to other people, mm. experiencing, different, experiencing different learnings and something from going traveling, which for myself, which I know is pretty mm. difficult right now, but experiencing different cultures, learning about yeah. different cultures. It's yeah. a whole world out there and it's, it's much bigger than your world. Oh, yeah, yeah, massively. You learn so much. It's a bit like that kind of concept of a goldfish in a bowl, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know? It's like you're, you're seeing what you're doing, you're going around it in that bowl with this whole kind of giant, bigger ocean out there from where, you know, you're in a yeah. fishbowl kind of thing. Um, I know someone I went to France, you know, went to different places and you see how they, they live and culture and, yeah. you know, the way they, what they eat. You know, like I, I like oat milk. I remember going to a coffee shop and the girls with at the time was like, you know, just, just, because they, they had their milk and they have water with it. She's like, just just have, you know, have what's there. And I was like, yeah, but they, do, they, do they have any oat milk? And she's like, no, just forget that. You know, you're here. You're here to yeah. experience the culture. And I was, like, I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. And it's important. Um, yeah. That's like a small example. But yeah. um, it opens up your mind and you create new narratives and it makes you think. And I think that's why it's, it's important to travel. You, you know, if you can safely. Um, you you grow, you know. Yeah, that yeah. I'm a big advocate for traveling. I could sit here and speak about it for days. Um, mm. from from my experiences of the world and different cultures and different work ethics, and also my learnings of that you and uh, and something that I've carried through with me now is you need very little 
to be happy. Very, very little. I remember seeing children in Vietnam who had hardly anything, who lived in mud houses and spending a few days with them. They were the happiest people. The parents were the happiest people. Did they have any money? Hardly any, but they were so happy. So mm. happy in their own little world. And they weren't after anything. They, we, would, like, we would offer them money and they'd be, they'd be like, no, 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 no. And it's incredible because they don't value money as that. Money's a means to buy things in terms of food, water maybe. Mm. But it's not to buy happiness for them. Mm. Which I, I, mean, that's, I mean, that was, was powerful from what I experienced for them. Yeah. Really no, I, I, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think like, it really does make you think and question things when, you know, like the people out there who, they, they've got it, they've got it, um, what's the word? They've got it sorted. They, they know what yeah. happiness is and what makes them happy. They're not too um, overindulged in all this, you know, a lot of materialistic things. Mm-hmm. Superficial. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of goes back to like, you know, we're not, des- you know, like caveman times, we're not designed to, you know, our minds, you know, is like, you know, get food, you know, have a base to be at, you know, family, work, you know, these, these base, these core kind of concepts and where, whereas now there's social media, there's all these other outlets all on top of this. So that's why there's probably like a lot of mental health problems because we're not designed to have 200 different things flying around our heads. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's powerful. I mean, well, the, the mind can only, the, the mind, can, your conscious mind can only interpret interpret seven plus or two minus information per second and we have got what 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 they estimate around about 20 million to 300 million bits of information coming into your mind each and every second which is being multiplied by technology mm-hmm. so no wonder we're feeling overwhelmed no wonder people are feeling anxious because the, the amount of information that's coming into our brains, which is a fantastic computer and a fantastic mm. organ in our body, is being stretched to its limits in terms of the amount of information that's coming in. And as you said, in caveman times, we weren't designed. We were designed to survive. We were designed to, or I think, oh, just survive, really, wasn't it? Mm. So, yeah, times are changing, and it's, it's, it's important to stay guard, once again, at the entrance of your mind of what is coming in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree definitely. Um, yeah, no. To, to, is there anything else that you want to talk about or bring up? I think we've is given a lot of information, yeah. a lot of a lot of we've covered a lot of numerous different topics, but we've covered them in in some good detail. Detail, and yeah. I think I think the biggest thing I would say is that is to look internal in terms of everything that's going on in the world, everything that is going on is to look internal and start asking yourself questions about what can I do to be more positive or what can I do to control the amount of information that's coming in? Start, Mm. if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, if you're feeling a little bit anxious, if you're feeling a feeling that you don't want to feel and start asking your questions, how can I change this? What can I do about it? How can I improve? And Mm. actually realize that you are in control. Take the control back. You are in control. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really key. And, you know, it's been, it's been great talking to you, James, again. 
Um, Thank you, Adam, for having me back on the show. It's been fantastic. I've loved it. I can't believe yeah. how long we've been going for. But oh. It's... oh, wow. Like an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> wow, it's <blown>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that's it. No, it's, uh, you know, you're welcome. It's, it's great to have you on. And I think, you know, when you really vibe with somebody, you know, you're on the same page, time, you know, can, can fly. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it just kind of comes natural. And I think, you know, we provided some good content and it's, it's really, you know, I'm really grateful to, you know, connect with you and Likewise. You know, to have to, yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, and to have this, you know, and we can definitely do this again sometime. And I think, yeah. And likewise, I can I can get you on my podcast as well. I know last yeah, time yeah, of we arranged to get on, but we can get that arranged where you can come on. Yeah, um, yeah. Podcast, definitely. Yeah, and where where can people find you on social media and find your podcast? And uh, so the, the podcast is across all platforms, and that's just the Impact Coaching Podcast. And social media, I'm soon to be setting up a new Facebook group, which is going to be really focused around making personal development, simple and accessible. And that's going to be for, for people who are at a threshold and a crossroad in their life and want something different. So, um, yeah, that'll be probably mentioned. If you head over to the podcast, that is something that will be mentioned in a, a few episodes time, but yeah. And Instagram is impact. Oh, wait, I'm losing my words now. Instagram <laughs> is impact coaching and then just the number one. And that's where you'll find me on there. Oh, awesome. James. Cheers. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. No, 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 you're welcome. But um, I'll put that in the dialogue for this. And, cool. Um, I, look, I look forward to you know, being on yours and I wish you, you know, all the best with your day and what you're doing. Likewise. Um, you, you know, you're doing great work. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Adam. It's been an absolute no. pleasure. No, you're welcome. Take care, everyone. Cheers. Hi there. I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to my podcast. I really hope that my podcast has a positive impact and provides positive value to you and your life. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach and I am offering free discovery call consultations up to 15 minutes. And through these calls, I will touch base with you and see where you're at in your current situation. And as a life coach, I can help you in areas with you know, mental health, anxiety, depression, goal setting, relationship coaching, and you know, many other areas of life. So if you're interested in having a free consultation, please get in touch at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com or you can reach me on LinkedIn with the name Adam Parr or my Instagram at positivity94 so if you're interested in having a consultation and you know you're at a place in your life where you know you're wanting to reach out for help um, please get in touch and um, I'll be happy to to help you Um, have a great day and um, all the best take care